This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. You are listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. Hello and welcome to On the Daily, Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast brought to you by Rotoviz Radio. I am not Matt Lamarca. I am Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. Matt is uh, a little swamped right now. He's he's kind of multi-sporting. He was doing some baseball stuff today. Uh, obviously doing a, a bunch of basketball because NBA just started over at uh, Fantasy Lab. So just needed a night off from me and Jonesy. I, I, I can understand that, Jones. What about you? This is Matt Jones. Host of the Bogey Free Podcast, you can find him on Twitter at Matt Jones TFR. Matt, uh, what do you think of that? Yeah, I mean it's a it's a bummer. Love having Lamarca on, but uh, we shall uh, we shall carry on the torch for Rotoviz tonight and uh, keep it rolling. Yeah, I told them we were going to love a good deal. Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. I'm going to dock him a win in the three man. And uh, <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't like that. <laughs> he did not like that very much at all. But listen, I mean, that's, that's how the OTD streets roll, you know? It's the price you pay. Yep. Uh, before we get into the meat of the show, I just want to remind you guys, 30% discount to Rotoviz subscription to the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Don't miss out on that. Loads of great stuff over there on the NFL sub. We are in the meat of season-long fantasy as well, so you definitely want to make sure that you're reading all the great content there. And we've just la- launched a Patreon account, patreon.com slash Radio. For just $5, you can get access to our new Rotoviz Live program every Sunday morning. And uh, I mean, let's call it what it is, Matt. Like there's all these other programs that are on RV. You don't pay for those. So you pay five bucks. You just think of it as $5 for 40 shows a month. That's uh, a pretty good deal if we're talking about, uh, you know, the hashtag math on that. Yeah. I mean, people pay that for just a Patreon for one show. So, yep. So let's get here into week seven. Uh, I just want to congratulate us to start because we tied to win the three man last week, even though we had different lineups which is just like nutty. Like I don't, I mean, I don't want to talk like statistical anomalies, but I feel like in a three person contest, like the odds of us having different lineups and the same score, not great. Although it is worth noting that there were five players in the three men that were owned by all three of us. Um, I think that that obviously makes that a little more realistic. Yeah. It was, what was it like a two V two, right? I think between me and you. Yeah, you had Hyde and someone else, and I don't think you had... Did you, did Hyde you and Rodgers. 
Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it was. That's what it was. So He's interesting, cars. interesting 2v2. <laughs> Stupid. Um, hey, man, it worked. Oh, Hyde cost me so much money this week, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worth noting that none of us would have would have cash double ups last week. So Yeah, no. Not yeah, our best showing. Yeah, In week, the list, too. <laughs> yeah, week six was tough. Speaking of the Listener League, we have our first two-time champ of the Listener League, Finn Fan. You may remember him from the week one Listener League. Took it down again with a monster score. I mean, 220.4 on this weekend. I mean, I haven't checked my other contests, but I have to imagine that that was a really competitive score. So I'm hoping that Finn Fan, uh, you know, put this contest into some other stuff. Um, yeah, hopefully it wasn't just to win this. <laughs> yeah, like Finn Fan, like... Let's call it what it is, man. You're pretty good. Like you've been you've been winning the listener league. You've been doing well. If you're not already like playing other stuff, uh, play other stuff. It would have been top ten in the pylon, which is good. I mean that that's what I'm yeah, talking about, that's, baby. That's like uh, you know, turning uh, like what a buck into five hundred bucks. That's a that's a decent ROI. Yep, and uh, just outside of the top one hundred in the milli. So, yeah. so uh, that's solid that's, lineup. Yeah, literally a thousand dollar lineup. He so, obviously didn't listen to any of our plays last right. week. Right? Yeah, he was like, "I'm just gonna listen because I like these guys. They're all right." Uh, but I'm gonna fade everything they say and place top 100 in the Just so, come, come for the Long Island accents and stay for the bad takes. Yep, exactly right. So he had a, uh, you know, a Jameis Winston, uh, naked Jameis actually had Winston, Julio, and Sanu, but no uh, receiving component for Tampa. Actually reasonably sharp right with all the different options there uh james connor melvin gordon i mean this is just a, a great lineup so kudos to finn fan hopefully he can save some money for everybody else not uh, not us obviously because we'll never win um but let's get into week seven and as always we'll start with quarterback i thought about just like going in a different order just to mess with matt but then i decided i won't um <laughs> Uh, you just look at like who is expected to be most popular. I think everyone's, or I should say everyone, but most people are on Winston right now. Uh, obviously, came off the big game last week. They're in a high total game with Cleveland this week. Cleveland, even though they've been good in terms of pass defense, still has a little bit of the stink on them in terms of public appeal. Uh, so uh, before I even get anybody else, Matt, I actually just want to ask what your thoughts are on Jameis coming off the big game. And obviously, you know, all year, these Bucks quarterbacks have been playing well. Yeah, I mean, obviously the the weapons are working there, right? Like we we've seen them put up points in lots of different ways, um, regardless of sort of who has the biggest day receiving. Um, yeah, I mean, the, obviously the price jump is one of those things where you're like, it kind of makes you hesitant at first, but then you realize like there's no reason he should have been at the price he was last week, right. so you just kind of have to eat it. Um, but the fact that there's only 10 games on the main slate this week and he's so expensive. Um, yeah, I mean, he obviously I think he, it's, it's safe to say that he has like a top three ceiling for for quarterbacks this week. But I uh, I think that I'll probably be going cheaper, especially in cash. Yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing about Winston is just that I think everyone's going to kind of flock to that game. Very similar to what we saw last week with Tampa and, uh, and Atlanta, uh, but just less overall options. Like you said, only a 10 game slate. Uh, I think that very naturally that's going to drive a lot of ownership to this game. And the totals at 50.5 opened at 49. So, you know, money has been driving the over up. I definitely think over is like the good side of that game. So I'm not, I'm not discounting the fact that I think there's going to be scoring, right. but I do think that there are other options. Like you said, 
And just to kind of segue into that, uh, I mean, let's talk, let's talk hashtag dirt cheap quarterbacks, CJ Beathard. Um, I want to go here, Matt. I mean, this is where I'm looking. He is 4,800 and he's been really good. I mean, obviously we saw on the Island game, he had almost 30 DraftKings points, but really, even if you look back to last season, he's been producing at maybe not a high level in terms of real NFL quarterbacking, but in terms of fantasy, he's been pretty good. Still down at 4,800. The total in this game is actually the highest on the slate, 52 and a half with the Rams. I mean, am I crazy here for looking at Beathard? I feel like that's a brand play for you too, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I I would have a I'm gonna have an extremely hard time not playing him in cash this week. Just that price for it's not like one of these just random I mean, I again, this is not an NFL take. This is a fantasy take. It's not like one of these random fill in guys where like you don't know exactly what you're getting. I feel like he's sort of like disrespected in the I don't know, like the ether, but he's like he puts up numbers. Like if you just look at the counting stats and stuff, like he's he's doing everything that you want him to do, and his price is just not gonna it's not gonna go over like fifty three hundred ever. And he's under five thousand this week, so I I don't know how you I don't know how you get away from him, um, like at that price. It, it's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's like you have the high floor of a quarterback, and then the fact that he runs, you have an even higher floor. So it's yeah. just like he's just like the Super Saiyan cheap quarterback. So uh, I'm definitely on that. And I think like, you know, we'll talk about running backs and receivers in a little bit. But like, I think that there are because there's limited options, like getting the right studs. in, I think is really important. this week. Yes. Yeah. So I don't want to have to feel like I need to skim. Yeah. It's like when you're in a small like season long league, like you need just studs at each position. You want to like get yourself an advantage that way. And he can I don't know, like what's the what's the gap between his ceiling and like Jameis's ceiling? Uh, I don't know, maybe like four or five points. Right. And <laughs> apart or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things where you just have to think about like, what is, what is that decision getting you where you're saving like $1,500 in like a running back? That's a huge difference. So. Yeah, yep. I'm totally like, agree. Um, so, I mean, I think we're kind of in agreement that that's going to be our cash play. Who are the guys that you're targeting in tournaments? Well, let me tell you a little story about my friend Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, sure. According to Rotoviz's very own Gillespie app, we have the highest ceiling and median projection with our friend Mitchell this weekend. So that uh, that definitely caught my attention. So I think I am going to have to find some uh, some way to just jam him in there. I think there's a, a few different ways you can stack him up to, uh, which we'll get to later, I guess. But um, Mitch is definitely on my radar a little bit. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts about Baker? Like I want to play Baker, but I'm not entirely sh- like 5,800 is bordering on where I am. Maybe getting a little bit nervous. I like Baker, but I think that a lot of other people also like him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong. I know that the labs projections actually have him like in the five to eight range, but I, I think he's going to be one of the higher on quarterbacks in the slate. Like I kind of think him, Jameis and uh, maybe like Bethard or like the top three highest owned. I, Cause I think people like Baker. Like, I don't think that he's right. like an anti, I don't think he's someone that people don't like. So, I mean, maybe I'm misreading that. Uh, and if I am, then I'll definitely get a little Baker in, but I think right now, like he's, he's like too popular for me. Yeah. Like, and we're, just, we're, we're like in a vacuum. You're not worried about, I think it was an ankle that he had, right? 
No, no, no. He's Gucci. Yeah. Um, for me, I am looking square at the Jacksonville Houston game. I think that that's going to be. I think it's gonna. I think that is like the game to target if you're trying to be contrarian because you know it has a really low total, just 42 right now. I don't think anybody's going to be looking at this game because you know very naturally you're thinking you know Jags defense pretty good, Houston defense pretty good. But it's actually not really how it's worked out. Uh, Jags only uh, 12th in total defense and 17th in coverage according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, Deshaun Watson like just does the things every week. Um, 100% consistency rating when he's 6,200 or less, uh, which is good. <laughs> and uh, like, I don't think that Jalen Ramsey can stop DeAndre Hopkins. We'll talk about that more in a little bit, but I just think that like, this is a really good spot for Watson. He put up almost nine DraftKings points last year in his very first appearance as a, as a rookie playing only the second half against the Jags when they were the Jags, you know, like, so I I certainly think he can give you a really nice score here. The dynamic pricing is, uh, I don't know, overbearing, I guess, I guess it's way outweighing, I think the skill of the player. So I like Watson and obviously if I like scoring, I like Bortles as well. Um, Houston is probably a worse defense than Jacksonville, even though Jacksonville's down. And we know that, that Blake certainly has, Big, big, big time upside in any kind of game that's going to shoot out when when Leonard Fournette's not there. Yeah. Um, the last guy I do want to mention, he's the most expensive quarterback, but I will I will gladly pay up for some Jared Goff this weekend. Obviously, I think that's the highest total, Brand. if I'm not mistaken. Brand play. Um, yeah, you gotta. You just gotta jam him in somehow. Like it's it's definitely not a cash play for me, but Goff, I think could easily get rolling and put up like a 30 point game this weekend. So why not? I like it. Um, anytime, uh, by the way, how does a uh, Cooper cup factor into that for you with golf? Do you, do you care? I don't think I do just because I think the game is going to, um, I think the game, even though it's the highest total goes over and I just imagine that it doesn't really matter. It just depends on, how, you know, if Gurley catches a couple shovel pass touchdowns or runs two in, like that's the only, that's like the limiting factor. If Gurley uh, happens to run, then, you know, you, you take what you get. But I think hitting the 300 yard bonus is a pretty easy task against the San Francisco defense. And, um, you know, you're just hoping for a few, few of those touchdowns to go your way. All right, cool. Uh, I think I agree. Obviously, I just, I was just curious. Let's get into the running back position where, you know, once again, Todd Gurley sits at the top of the salary chart. He is 9,800. Next closest running back is $1,300 cheaper. So uh, let's just start right there. Like, are you team jamming in this week with Todd Gurley? Yes. You can't not play Todd Gurley anymore. <laughs> you um, just can't. Well, so, okay. So cash, I think, yes. What are, where are you in terms of, uh, like, tournaments? Because he's probably going to be one of the highest on players um are we fading are you equal weight are you overweight no it's just it's a lock button this weekend i like the aggressiveness i i, I, I can't I imagine I building a lineup that doesn't have todd Gurley in it right now like the the usage that he's getting is insane he's had 48 red zone opportunities this year like he's i tweeted it out earlier he's had he has more red zone opportunities per game than LaShawn mccoy has had all season wow which is pretty nuts. And he hasn't scored less than what? 24, 25.6. Yeah. Like, come on, let's just, 
Why not? And there's value this week. Even with a few less games than we're used to on the main slate, we still have value at pretty much every position. And, you know, you throw in Bethard in your cash lineup and you can get to Gurley pretty easily. So, yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like I, you mentioned the floor, like 25, a 25 point floor, which like, I know you say that, well, just because that's the lowest number of points he scored, it's not really his floor. Like it, when you consider the quality of the matchup, like I kind of think it is <laughs> <laughs> um, like he's just been a beast. And, you know, you get like 2.5 X out of these like 9k plus guys like that's just automatic for me like it's very very similar to how i felt about kamara um yeah. before ingram came back so i i am definitely with you on Gurley. i am not sure how i'm gonna handle him in tournaments yet like i'm still pondering just because like there might be a guy from that second tier that maybe scores like two touchdowns and outscores him right but i think for sure you're playing him in cash this week uh but let's talk about that next tier i mean we have kamara zeke McCaffrey, 8,500, 8,100, 7,700, respectively. Um, who out of this group do you like the most? And are you trying to play two of these guys this week with Gurley? Um, I think I probably like them in the backwards order that you just listed them. So McCaffrey, Zeke, and then Kamara. I I think that in, in tournaments, I think Kamara makes some sense. I think people are going to be pretty scared off by his usage uh, last time out when they were uh, when Ingram came back. So I think that that can work to our advantage, hopefully. Um, and I think Zeke is going to be just about as own, maybe a little bit less own than Gurley, but probably over like in like the 28 to like 30% range at least. Um, and I just don't see the the difference being large enough for me not to just save $400 and play McCaffrey with the the ceiling that he has. I know he's probably not going to score a touchdown, but I'd imagine that the uh, the Panthers are going to be playing a little, little bit of catch up, perhaps. Um, hopefully, they get him some targets and get him involved uh, a little bit more than um, the, I guess it was a couple weeks ago where he only had a few targets. I mean, I don't know the McCaff like McCaffrey for me is just still a tough guy to play. I but but like the Eagles have been giving up a ton of points to running backs. Like Deion Lewis did really well against them. Um, so like, again, like if you're talking high floor, I'm positive that McCaffrey has that. I just think that for $400 more Zeke gives you so much more touchdown equity. Yeah. And his usage has been really impressive this week, uh, this year, sorry, uh, 20 or more carries in three straight games last week. He only had one target, but that was really a function of the score because they were winning by so much. I think this game with the Redskins is going to be a lot more competitive. I actually like Washington to win. So I'm sure that we're going to get back to that like four to eight target range for Zeke. Um, I just think that like in terms of total volume, he easily eclipses McCaffrey. McCaffrey's touches are a little more valuable because a lot of them are receiving. But I think that if Zeke can see like half the receiving volume, which I think is possible or even likely, uh, he is just a a much better play. So I'm definitely into Zeke this week. Uh, But I agree with you wholeheartedly about Kamara. I mean, the last time we got Kamara under 10% was like, week two last year and I think that that's going to happen here so I uh, I am definitely playing him uh any other guys that as good plays for cash contests um yeah I mean this is like you could go you could go pretty like disgustingly cheap I think um 
I know that people are going to probably go to uh, or some people are going to end up on Peyton Barber a little bit. Thirty eight hundred for like, I don't know, for what he's going to get. Like, what does he need to do to to meet value on thirty eight hundred? Like, he doesn't need to do a ton. Like, yeah. So I'm going to I don't mean to cut you off. but I'm going to cut you off. Like, here's my thing with Peyton Barber, though, is like. I really think, especially the way cash games are going this year, like you really need upside built into your cash games. And like Barber's floor is just so low. Like he doesn't have to do much, but literally the only time he's hit value on this salary, 3,800 would have been last week when he got 20 against literally the best matchup for pass catching running backs, the Falcons. Um, Other than that, he's been under seven DraftKings points in what? Five straight contests. Yeah. I just, I don't think I can do it with Barber. I think that you're incurring a lot of risk. Certainly there's like a strong medium projection relative to his salary, but I just don't, I don't think you're getting enough juice there. And I don't even know if you necessarily need to. Like I, I could see, I can see arguments being made, even though he, he let me down last week. I think I'm probably going to be going back to Hyde. Probably um, 4,700 is pretty palatable for what you'd imagine he's going to see. Um, and then I don't know, I, I guess, I guess I would like your thoughts on, uh, on carry on Johnson and Marlon Mack in that mix too, of these, like, if you really do want to go sort of dumpster diving in, uh, at the running back position, maybe for a flex, so you could fit in a, a little bit more at wide receiver or whatever it is that you're doing. What are your thoughts there? Um, with those cheaper guys? I don't really like either. I just like, love carry on Johnson so much. Like I'm just going to keep burning money until he like, until they realize like maybe. He's oh yeah. I mean, football. don't get me wrong. Like I think carry on should be playing more. And Riddick Riddick's banged up, right? He didn't I practice so, today, but carry on's just not going to play more. Like <laughs> Matt Patricia loves LeGarrette Blount. Like he loves him. Like LeGarrette Blount is the best man at his wedding. Um, <laughs> And this is I, the worst. I hate I hate stuff like this where I can't get past my own like this is what coaches should be doing versus what like predicting what people are actually doing. Yep. It's like I I know it's a it's a leak in my game. I just feel like he is if they would just give him a workload for one week they'd be like Legarrett who? Like why? Why oh, like, why are we doing that. this? And I think that the fans and the beat reporters agree it's just not how they do business. Yeah. Um so I'm going to continue to fade him. I don't have any interest in Mac at all. Like I just think that Hines plays too much and takes away like the really valuable touches in the passing game. Yeah. Um, I'm really interested to see if Yeldon misses and we get like a, a turn back the clock game from Jamal Charles at three K like that would be, um, man, that, would that, be that would be unbelievable. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just, I'm <laughs> here for that. Like that's what I'm waiting for. Um, and if that happens, like all bets are off, like the slate just becomes a, a shit show. But I think for now, the one guy that I like, like in the mid tier is Shady. Um, I mean, the the huge issue for the Bills and Shady has just been, you know, the score and not being able to find Pater. But if you look at McCoy the last two weeks, 16 carries, 24 carries, he's clearly healthier. He's seen eight targets over that span. Yeah. So you really are getting workhorse usage from him, 20 or more opportunities. And this is a good matchup. I mean, the, Indy, this is a game that I think that they can keep a little bit close. I know that Derek Anderson is starting at quarterback, but the spread is only seven and a half. I do think it's going to trend 
maybe even to under seven by the time kickoff comes. I mean, I just don't think India is good enough to, to be that big of a favorite. Um, so I think that this is a good spot for shady. I think that, you know, anytime your quarterback has only been in the building for like a week, you kind of have to depend on your running back to do a little bit more. And the Colts defense is not, again, I say this every week. It's not the dumpster fire we thought, but it's not good either. And I think that that makes shady a good play. What about, see, like, this is going to be a bad week for me. I can just, like, as I'm working my way through the slate, I'm just like, oh, maybe, like, come on, I'll just, I'll pay nothing for Peyton Barber. Like, what the hell could go wrong? I'll play Carrion Johnson, who the coach doesn't even like. Like, why not? Now I'm like, well, I know you can't trust, like, New England running backs, but, like, Sony Michelle's red zone usage is just, like, it's insane. Like, he's seen at least four uh four red zone carries in i think the last four weeks so like the first week i can kind of throw out but even then he saw two uh red zone carries and then the next yeah so three six six and four so like he's seen 21 rushes in the red zone and he didn't even start the season like playing uh yeah i mean he's basically like garrett blunt but good right like that's (laughs) that's what we're seeing um so you're right. Like there's going to be a lot of volume there. I'm kind of curious to know, to see how that game plays out overall. Like yeah. if the bears defensively have been pretty good for the most part, but uh, I don't know. I'm intrigued. Well, that, that doesn't matter. Come on. <laughs> now you're right. Uh, 16 red zone attempts, by the way, for Michelle the last three weeks. So yeah, like that's time stuff. That's hard to ignore. Yep. And uh, I will throw in for tournaments that I really like my boy to Cohen. Because oh, yeah. I don't think that the Patriots can defend running backs in the passing game. And I really don't think they can defend Jitterbugs like Cohen. Yeah. I think getting the, I don't know that necessarily like just stacking that game up is the way to go. But I do think that getting the right, like two guys from that game is probably going to win somebody a lot of money this week, just because there's like, there's a pretty wide array of options that you could go with. So I think really narrowing down in that game can can provide some value this week. I completely agree. Let's talk receivers, Matt. Um, an interesting week for me, I think, at receiver. I mean, we're obviously missing a lot of studs in terms of the buys and where, like, the primetime games fit in. So Adam Thielen is the only receiver priced over 8K on the main slate this week on DK. Uh, then we get Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Jarvis Landry. Um, are you going to go over 7K this week for a receiver in your cash lineup? Who is kind of like the the best receiver, I guess, that you're looking for this week? Like Adam Thielen is the reason why I'm considering stupid Peyton Barber. <laughs> like I, he the the volume that he gets is just insane. Like I, I know I keep saying that about people, but like he's on pace for, I think, 212 targets on the season that's a lot that's that's a couple yeah it's uh it's not bad and he also scores touchdowns so like all of those things are good right like we want a lot of targets and we want some red zone usage and he checks both of those boxes um he hasn't seen i think i think he's only seen less than 100 air yards in one game this year um so he's the reason why i'm really trying to like bargain hunt in running back because i really feel like he's this week he's like the todd Gurley of wide receivers wow yeah i like i really i'm i'm trying my 
my hardest. It's just like one of those things where it's you're getting like even if he doesn't three X or whatever the hell like value you want to put on something like the raw points that you get are still super valuable because we like finding value is great, but you still need to score like actual points. Like if you fill out your lineup with min price guys and four X everybody, you're still going to suck. So like you got to pay up, (laughs) you got to pay up for somebody. And I feel like, I don't know. I I just, you know, all of the targets are going to Adam Thielen. And I know I've gone on way too long about Adam Thielen now, but I just, I don't know. It's, I think it's, I, I think that the, the big, determinator determinator determinant for me <laughs> determinator uh for me is gonna be if buster screen plays because he's pretty good in the slot i mean i'm not saying that like buster screen would take me off adam thielen completely but i think that if he doesn't play and we get another week of parry nickerson aka the woat um in the slot like i i i think we've mentioned this before in the show like i don't love the receiver cornerback matchups but I really like them when we can predict where players line up. And usually that's in the slot. Uh, Nickerson played 96% of the snaps in the slot last week. Um, that's where he's going to be. And right. Thielen has done a ton of his damage in the slot as well. He's played 60% of his snaps there. So pretty safe to assume that we could get like the worst corner on the Jets matched up with the best wide receiver on the Vikings. And uh, that's pretty good. You know, Thielen's still, like you said, double-digit targets every week only less than a hundred air yards once. So uh, I'm actually with you on this one. I think that Thielen makes for a really, really good play. Uh, I have to ask you about DeAndre Hopkins though, because that is, I am once again going to play him in cash. Uh, Expect him. I'm telling you right now, expect him on my three man team. (laughs) I just, I don't believe in Jalen Ramsey this year. He hasn't played well. Nuke is still seeing a ton of volume. And again, the dynamic pricing has him under 7K. Like, I just don't, you know, he just saw Tredavious White last week, who everyone was like, oh, like, Tredavious White is good. Like, you can't play Nuke. And I got Nuke like less than 50, like less than 20% or less than 15% in cash. And uh, he was fine, you know, like, and I think that we're going to get the same thing this week. Let's say you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm fully on board. Like he last year, I looked it up earlier. I think last year he averaged a little bit over 18 PPR points against the Jags, um, scored a couple of touchdowns during that series or whatever you want to call it. Like I'm not, I'm not like a real believer in much of anything as far as wide receiver cornerback goes. Um, and when it comes to the guys all the way up at the top, like I just, uh, the ownership discount that you usually get is sort of built into that. So I just, I don't care. Like I'm going to play Deandre Hopkins under $7,000. He's probably going to get like a dozen targets and he's going to hit value. And people are going to be like, how did that happen? Like Jalen Ramsey was on him. What? Like, I don't understand, but it's going to just keep happening because Hopkins is really good at football in case anybody listening didn't realize that. Yeah. Like I just think, Good players do good things, and uh, that is the only analysis I'm going to give on that. Easy game. Easy, easy game. All right, Matt, let's talk. I mean, I think we've established like some high-end cash plays that we like. Anybody cheaper that you're looking at this week? Um, again, going back to the Chicago-New England game, like I think I don't necessarily know that it's going to be something that I do in cash. It's something I'm considering. I just feel like Taylor Gabriel is like he I think he could be like a decent wide receiver too. 
like he's he's done well so far this year obviously he has a couple spike games um not seeing like insane target work i think he's been around like seven five to seven targets every week like hasn't seen less than five which is encouraging for this price has a couple hundred yard games under his belt the last few weeks like i think he makes a little bit of sense um and then i guess just parsing out like i think people will probably or actually looking at the projections here i don't know that people are going there but i feel like callaway it from like a just Tampa Bay probably couldn't stop me and you on the outside perspective. Like maybe that could make some sense. Um, but I kind of, I'm having a hard time outside of them and maybe like Chris Godwin could make a little bit of sense. I'm having a hard time really falling in love with any of these like real cheap guys. All right. I'll give you a name. Albert Wilson, 4k, uh, there the go. Brock Lobster last week targeted him nine times. He had six catches for 155 yards and two touchdowns. Now, one of those was of the 75-yard variety. But even if you take that away, I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, basically, a, what, a 70, 80-yard performance on five catches at 4K. Like, totes in for that. Um, and, uh, like, I don't know. I think that Albert Wilson is, like, one of these guys where you can kind of score on every play. He has like a really high ceiling. He has like a decent floor when Devontae Parker is not playing. Um, his floor isn't like amazing. It's maybe like eight points. But like I I really like getting a wide range of outcomes for my cheap guys. Like obviously, like you want to get you want to know that there's volume upside first. Right. Uh, you don't want to just play play a guy that's boomer bust and he gets four targets. But the fact that there's volume here, I think that we can uh I think we can play Albert Wilson. So I, I think at 4K, that's probably where I'm going. If I'm going super cheap, if I want to pay a little bit more, uh, I do like Callaway again, 4,300. Like he's just seen really good usage with uh, Baker under center. Yeah. What about like Willie Sneed and uh, Traquan Smith in this like mix here too? Any uh, any interest in either? Maybe uh, like not for cash, but maybe for uh, for some some tournament play. I mean, Goatquan is is good. Uh, only three targets in that game before the bye. Uh, people are going to remember the over 100 yard two touchdowns, so I'm sure that he'll get some play. But uh, Ted get on IR, like I just think I think you have to at least consider it. Yeah. Uh, the matchup is super tough, but targets are targets, and you know maybe with the bye to prepare, they start integrating him a little bit more into the game plan. Yeah, and if you're playing season long, you and you need some help a wide receiver, Traquan makes some sense too. Yaga. Giving out, giving out all the. Uh, I'm just, I'm in midseason form now. Yeah, I like, like it. You can't stop me. Rip it and rip it. <laughs> um, anyone that we haven't mentioned yet that you like for tournaments? Um, yeah, I mean, I think he'll be decently owned, but uh, Kenny Galladay at six thousand, I think he pretty easily meets value and probably has like a, a twenty point game in him somewhere. Um, what? Are, I don't know. I'm such like a John Brown guy, and he again like. John Brown and Carlos Hyde just just bent me over last week. Like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I really don't. Like, he's seeing all the air yards, all the targets. And then it's like, nope, let's uh, let's throw in a Michael Crabtree game and just only throw the ball to John Brown like two or three times. Do you think that that's like something that we're going to count on moving forward that John Brown's like not uh, not going to be that guy because of Crabtree? Or do you think that that was just sort of an anomaly? I mean, Crabtree's been there all year, right? Yeah. Like, I, 
I think that John Brown is the boy. Like I, I love that guy. And if you just look at like, who's allowed a lot of big plays this year, like new Orleans is on that list, you know, like their defense has been terrible. So, I mean, they've given up 21 play 21 pass plays of 20 or more yards. And they've done that in five games. So that's pretty wild. Yeah, like they're inside the top like 10 or 15 in that statistic and they played one less game than a lot of the teams. So I think that I think that New Orleans is bad enough on the back end to uh, allow John Brown to get deep here. All right. I'm with it. Yeah, I mean, if he's the boy, he's the boy, right? Like that's just how, <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> um, all right. If we're done at receiver, let's get the tight end. Before we do that, I challenge you guys to take on the listener league, take on us in the listener league, take on Finn fan in the listener league. I mean, he's been killing it. Uh, $5 to enter. Are we going to go 35 folks again this week? Yeah. All right. So, I mean, last week we filled this thing like at the buzzer, please fill the listener league. It's a lot of fun. It's basically, I mean, it's not actually rake free, but it's basically rake free because me, Matt and Matt play it. Um, like we, the three of us finished in like the bottom seven last week. So it was, it was disgusting, <laughs> like completely indicative of my week. Um, so yeah, play listener league, check us out on Twitter. You know where to find us. Uh, the link will most likely be there. And, uh, I would say check Matt's, I uh, take check Jonesy's timeline first. Cause he's usually the one that tweets it out. Uh, let's get into tight ends here. I mean, I don't think there's any way to avoid this, Matt. We have to talk Gronk. He's 6K this week. Hasn't been this cheap since 2014. Will you be Gronking this week? I am. And I, not in cash, obviously. That's, that goes without saying, I hope, at this point, right? <laughs> I mean, I might, I might do it. So I, I want to let you give your full take first. No, and I, I don't think I would necessarily fault anybody for it. But I, uh, I, I mentioned last week, I believe, who I'm going to be playing in cash at tight end for the next four weeks until they're by. So, um, yeah, it's not oh, going to be Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> I do listen to you. See? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's the, the say the difference in price there helps me get a couple of the guys that I want to fit in. So I'm, I'm not going to play them in cash, but again, I think that this game has a lot of value. And I think that maybe if you put him, if you put Gronk and Gabriel, with Trubisky in a lineup, I think you could win some decent money this week. So that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at. I think he's a, a solid GPP play, but probably not going to find his way into my cash line. I am gronking so hard this week. <laughs> uh, I probably am gonna. Oh, well, I couldn't. I can't say I'm probably gonna because there are a bunch of expensive guys I like. But Gronk at 6K is just ruthless to me. Like I, I know that he hasn't been great, but like. The idea that this guy is washed up to me is just ridiculous. Like he did put up 27 DraftKings points opening weekend. Um, he went over 100 yards of touchdown. I know that like the landscape of the team is a little different now. They had 97 yards last week against the Chefs. Like I just think that he still has the highest ceiling or at least like a top three ceiling at the position. And he hasn't been in this cheap in four years. Like that's so long. Like that's just so indicative of how good he is. Now, granted, yeah. There are some other good plays like in the upper tier. Like obviously Ertz is good, but he's eleven hundred more. Yeah, that's around six hundred less. Like it's just yeah, like it's just it's so much of a difference. I mean, it, it makes sense from like a target perspective because you know you can 
you can probably pencil Ertz in for, I don't know, I think reasonably probably eight targets, like without really worrying about it. So if you figure you, you go over to the wide receiver page and you look at those guys, you're looking at similar target volume most likely. So I think it makes sense, but it's just so hard with tight ends, man, because like it's just so it's just been such a dumpster fire. Like there's been four like good tight ends a week rotating through and everybody else is just hot garbage. Like there's no, they're just frauds. Like there's no, there's no good tight ends anymore. Well, that's why when I think about paying $4,200 for David and Joku, and then I think I could pay just $1,800 more and get the best tight end in football. Like, the pricing, oh, the pricing at tight end is great. He was on this uh, slate. How dare you? <laughs> I I am a Gronk trooper until <laughs> the day that guy dies in the football field. No, that's the I, only way he's going. That I'm I'm joking because I think that what was it the Sunday night game where they kept like talking about Kelsey and how great he was, and you're like, look on the other side. Like <laughs> Rob Gronkowski is the best tight end that's probably ever played football. <laughs> Yeah, and he actually blocks. I know you don't get fantasy points for that, but he's like a good blocker and stuff. Right. <laughs> um, but I actually think that like against Chicago is a good matchup. Like Chicago has given points up to the tight end. Uh, I tend to believe that like they want to be beat a little bit more inside. And I, I think the Pats are going to have to throw to win this game. I think this is going to be a really good contest. So uh, I like Gronk a lot. I mean, I really like that you can get Gronk, Hopkins, and Watson this week and pay less than 20 K. Like, I think that like, I can't remember the last time it probably has never been, been possible. Yeah. And, uh, it's a great week to think that, to believe that defenses don't matter, you know, but if you play in Joku, then it's like under 18 K, you know, no, that's what would you, what would you give me? Like how many points like in Joku versus Gronk straight up DK points? Like, uh, I mean, if you could just, if you could just find me on fantasy labs, the, difference in salary based point expectation i would give you that yeah it's 8.6 for 4200 and like 13.1 so like what is that four and a half i i do i I do i do minus four and a half against njoku all right bet sweet matt's not here so this is what happens Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh i i will speak for matt and i will say that he is on your side really yeah I just have that feeling. Yeah, yeah, I haven't talked to him about this. That's just my <laughs> like he'll text us tomorrow and be like, Amika, what the fuck are you doing? Like <laughs> I love Gronk. Um, no, but I think I do think that he's on the Njoku side of that. And then you just play or you could just play O'Shaughnessy in cash and just print money. O'Shag Hennessy. Um <laughs> I don't think I mean he missed did he miss practice today? So like I he uh I mean imagine he doesn't play. Then it's like Oh yeah. That's actually true. Blake Bell. Blake Bell. Or David Grenage. I know yeah. it's probably Greenwich, but I'm going to go Grenage. Well, I called Grenage a non-athlete today on Twitter, and someone quote tweeted me and gave it an LOL because his profile pic was him wearing a David Grenage jersey. The the quote tweet, the, it's an epidemic. It needs to stop. Not I don't fair. mind it. Like I quote tweet people. Like Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, down, I'm down for a QT. But that's like when you're like that's like red faced Amico. That's like a different. That's a different version of you. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's my friends like at work Sunday call that Tony. Tony. Yeah, my friends call that Tony. <laughs> so like, Tony's awesome. coming out. I mean, which by the way is such a Long Island thing, right? Like, <laughs> oh, Tony's coming out. That's like, so great. <laughs> uh, 
So, yeah, I don't know. We spent way too much time talking about this, but like, are, are there any other tight ends that you are even considering for cash? And if not, like, just give me the GPP plays. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm probably going to limit all of my exposure to the guys that we already talked about. Um, I've just been playing too much whack-a-mole with tight end and not really hitting anything. So I just feel like I'm going to stop trying to like get the Jeff Swaims of the world, right. And the Ben (laughs) Watson's of the world. Like, why am I trying to like, there's so many ways that those guys fail. And I know that it works out sometimes and it's, it's super valuable in DFS when it works out, but it doesn't really work out that much. And tight end sucks. So like, if I can find a tight end that I think is going to get eight targets or nine targets, then I'm going to just go with them this week. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really good point. That's kind of why I'm considering Gronk. I just think like if there's ever been a year to pay for tight end, it's this year. Yeah. Um, I think that the only other guy I'm considering that we haven't mentioned is uh, Jordan Reed, who is just my kryptonite. Like I'm going to play him every week, but he had nine targets last week. Like I just kind of think, I just kind of think he's coming around. And he's going to get there eventually, which means he'll probably like crack a rib or something this weekend because we're finally seeing like, oh, maybe he can be good again. And then it's just going to come crumbling down because that's what Jordan Reed does. Yeah, that's pretty much right. What about Greg Olson? Yeah, I mean, he got usage last week. He got he's, you know, he played a ton of snaps like I don't. Yeah. All but one snap, seven targets. Forty four hundred is a good price. Ooh, I don't know. (laughs) No, 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 I'm just not gonna. I don't, I don't, I don't want to attack Philly with the tight ends. I want to attack Philly on the outside. Yeah, that's fair. All right, everyone's favorite position, Matt, defense. This week we just have. I mean, again, with a ten game slate, there is no like clear chalk. Um, I think that people will be amenable to playing Baltimore in the lower price range. I think that they would be perhaps even more amenable to playing Jacksonville in the mid to upper price range. Where are you on defense and where do you think you're going for cash? It's just the, the good old, uh, see what, see what labs projects as the uh, most sacks and pick the cheapest one. (laughs) This looks like, uh, Oh wow. They actually have a Tampa for the, uh, the third most sacks this, uh, this week. That's interesting. Um, probably not going there. I could see maybe going like Carolina for 2200, um, is probably what I'll end up doing just cause I really do want value this week. But I think that the two that you already mentioned definitely make some sense. Um, I think Minnesota might make some sense and who is Miami playing <laughs> Detroit. I think the Lions yeah. make sense too, because I do not spoiler. I don't see Brock Osweiler doing the same thing that he did last week. Um, you don't think the rocket like, ship is going to take off again. He's like a bears specialist. Did you see this? All three of his starts for his first starts for a new team have been against the bears and he's beaten the bears all three times. Wow. Owns the bears. Like that's insane um, to me though. Like what are the odds in his, like reasonably short career. He's been on three different teams and every first game has been against the bears and he's beaten them all three times. Like what are the odds on that? That's insane. Uh, I would say that the odds are quite poor if I was a <laughs> betting man, which I am. Um, so yeah. Right, now here's why Tampa is rated so highly, by the way, Baker has taken five sacks the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, two sacks a week before that. So you just look at like how defenses have, 
played against Baker. Like, obviously, we know we love we love Baker, right? Like, he's just the, the boy. But he's still young. He's still throwing picks. Like, he's he's kind of like Jameis, like high A dot, high risk at this point in his career. Yeah. And uh, not saying that, like, that's who he is, but I'm saying, like, in terms of what he's doing on the field, uh, in terms of risk-taking. And, like, all three teams that have played him as a starter have scored double-digit fantasy points. So... Yeah, and he, I, if he's a little bit slowed down, because again, I'm not worried about playing him because of the ankle. But even if he's like a half a step slower, then maybe that's worth a sack, an extra sack that they wouldn't have gotten him to. So, yes, I think I'm going Tampa, and I like that. Uh, I like that they probably aren't going to be chalky. Like I like. Here's my thing. Like Baltimore has a really good defense. They're the top projected owner on defense at like the sub three K range. But like you're never gonna get a three pick, you know, four sack and a fumble game out of Drew Brees. Like it's not gonna happen. Like that man is a professional, right? Um, like so, I don't, I don't think that that's where you want to go. I'd rather go with Tampa. I think one of the biggest mistakes we make in fantasy is we just look at points allowed instead of looking at the events. And DST on DraftKings at least is really an events game, and that's why I'm going with the the Bucks. Love it. Any other defenses that you're considering maybe like in tournaments or like with a running back stack or something? Um, no, I'm actually, I'm more likely to go like a, a defense with a quarterback than I am to with a running Ooh. back. So I, I did a little bit of research about it and there it's actually more correlated in a lot of situations that we think are good for defenses and running backs. Um, because it makes sense intuitively, right? Like, if you think, all right, this team is going to get up and then the opposing team is going to have to throw more and it leads to interceptions, then that would sort of make sense. Like the quarterback helped the team get up in the first place. So a uh, little little way to differentiate yourself in GPPs there, too. Uh, if you look at the uh, Fantasy Labs correlation matrix, I'm a company man. Uh, DSTs correlate the highest with running backs, 0.18 with the running back one. But uh, number two on that list is the quarterback 0.11. So, and then when you start swinging that towards bigger favorites, your mind's going to be blown, sir. Well, I can do that right now because the correlations tool at labs lets me do that. So where you want to look at favorites, let's look at favorites, favorites of any kind. Let's take uh, a gander. I think it starts around. I want to say like four or five points. It starts to, uh, Starts to work out for okay, you. There. Sure. So let's say favorites of at least four points in the labs correlation matrix. This data goes back to 2014. And uh, you're right. That gets tightened up a little bit. Uh, DST. <laughs> sorry. DSTs are actually correlated with quarterbacks 0.13 and with the team's RB1 0.12. There, so there you go. There you go. Math backed up with just pure knowledge. Great, great job, Matt. <laughs> I do what uh, I can. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the Millie Maker special, Matt. Who is your one or two percent, maybe at max five percent, uh, play of the week? Is it like is it cheating to go quarterback in this? Or no? No. I mean, if he's sub five percent, right. he's sub five percent. All right. So yeah, Trubisky is going to be my uh, my dude. Wow, you love Mitchell. I love Mitch Trubisky. I didn't know you liked him this much. I didn't realize you were a closet Trubisky fan. I didn't really know either. And then he like <laughs> he he went off in that uh, what did they play that that week? Tampa, Tampa and always Tampa won me all the money. And 
now the Gillespie app loves him too. So like, what am I doing here? Why am I, why am I trying to outsmart all these smart people at Rotoviz that figure this stuff out for me? You know? Yeah, no, you make a really good point. I, um, I'm really torn here because I think that there's like a lot of really good plays and I'm going to, I'm going to cheat. This is, I'm going to cheat here, Matt. So I'm going to preface this with, with that. This is cheating because I'm taking this from Derek Cardi on Twitter. And I think I'm going to go with Kelvin Benjamin. Um, Listen, it's not pretty. I get it. I get it. It's not pretty, but you know, a guy with a 20% target share, that's a legit 1% play against a bad defense with a quarterback that he has played with before. You know, Anderson was in Carolina and they played like actual football games together. Yeah. I don't know. Cardi sold me on it. I just, I feel like it's a, it's a nut play. It's like a chill to die on though. (laughs) And no, it is, but like, it's just like a a really nice pivot off of Josh Reynolds, who we didn't even really talk about, but 3,500 for Reynolds. You got to think that, if he's like fully cleared and ends up being the starter for cup that he's pretty popular. Uh, so you just take a, a slight pivot here and you, you go with the guy getting balls from Derek Anderson. All right. So let's do it. I can't believe I just mentioned Kevin Benjamin on this show, let alone touted him as a million maker special, but yeah. I'm doing it. Both calls, Matt, what do you feel the most strongly about? Give me a, give me a sizzling take. All right. I think, See, this is where I this I'm I'm in a little bit of trouble this week because I Todd Gurley. I feel so okay. sh- <laughs> I I feel so strongly about Adam Thielen and DeAndre Hopkins that I want to like figure out a way. I'll all right, I'll go the two of them. This is a pretty convoluted bold call, but the two of them combine for fifty points. Is that like your chest, Matt? Is that Save a chest, Matt. is that like a bold call? Is that like I think that's yeah, of pretty course bold. that's bold. All right, so I'll go with that. Of course, it is. Adam Thielen plus DeAndre Hopkins equals fifty plus DraftKings points this weekend. I like it, Matt. I like you. You are willing to be bold, these. Like I give you a lot of credit for that. Oh man, <laughs> but my this segment last week was the worst. I had Hyde and Brown. <laughs> yeah, but it's called bold calls. Like if they if it was called lead pipe locks, we would make fun of you. But it's called bold calls. All right. So be bold. I mean, I am obviously going with the pure brand play here. Gronk over 100 yards, two scores for the big fella. I think that this is a I think I think that people are telling Gronk that he's 6K on DraftKings this week and he is pissed. That's what I think. He's like, where'd that other $900 go? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, I'm 6,900 every week till I retire. (laughs) Second of all, what the fuck? that's, That's what he's saying. All right, so that is going to do it for this edition of On the Daily. Please be sure to subscribe to, rate, and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And check out the Listener League. Try to take down me, Jones, and Matt. For Matt, who is here, and Matt, who is not here, I'm Anthony Miko. Good luck this week. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS.
Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory factory.